Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? It's Andrew from the Jaguar Podcast, and today I have a amazing guest. Uh, he has a Colts uh, YouTube channel. It's called Culture Shock, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the week one matchup between the Jags and the Colts. Give it up for Culture Shock. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, man, I'm good. It's good to be back, especially hanging out with my guy. Shout out to the Jaguar Podcast. One of the nicest Jaguars fans I've ever met. I appreciate your company. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that. I always try to, you know, keep it cordial and, you know, we're here to have fun. It's football and, you know, it's it's good to uh, have you back on, man. So, um, you know, for our listeners uh, that may not, you know, may not be as familiar with you, could you, you know, tell me, uh, uh, tell our li- listeners rather how you how you became a Colts fan. Uh, well, it started off when I was a little bit younger. Um, I wouldn't say I was a, a bandwagon fan because the Colts really haven't had a lot of success over the years. Um, so they had their Super Bowl and got, you know, and we moved on from there. Uh, but at the beginning, I started watching football. And the team that I first watched, I think it was maybe the Colts versus the former commanders, well, the commander's former name. Uh, but I don't know, but they happened to be on TV and I just happened to watch them. And then after that second, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this blue team on Madden. So, because I didn't know who the Colts were. So once I started using them on Madden and started getting familiar with them, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this team. So I started watching them more on TV, you know, seeing about them, their stats and Peyton Manning starting to find out who they really are. And I was like, you know what? This team might be really good. So it's just my luck. They started to hit their stride in 2006 and the rest was history after that. So. I just became a Colts fan since then. Awesome, man. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of good history there. I have to admit, uh, you know, my wife is a huge, uh, Peyton Manning fan. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, I got to hear about that, but, uh, and I'm, I'm a Florida fan, so it's a little bit of a house divided, but, uh, got to respect Peyton Manning, amazing quarterback. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, it's kind of an interesting season for the Colts. I mean, I think what, you know, the whole Jonathan Taylor situation, a um, little banged up coming into this first game. You know, what were your kind of thoughts from the, the offseason? This offseason was a roller coaster for sure. Um, I would start from, you know, the draft, I would say. The draft was was one of the best drafts I've seen as a Colts fan. It's probably one of the most athletic ones as well. Uh, we got our quarterback. And we move on and we're starting to think that, oh, this quarterback we're starting to pair with Jonathan Taylor is going to be great. And then the contract situation happened and we're like, it came out of left field. We didn't even know all of this was going to happen. So then we get to training camp. I go to training camp. We see Jonathan Taylor, the the historic picture with his hoodie and his arms folded like he didn't want to be there. I'm like, this is insane. So now we have to go through this scenario with the contract. And then we're starting to figure out what we're going to do at the run game without a star running back. But then you draft a guy like Evan Hall. You have Deion Jackson, who's starting to step on the scene after he had a good preseason his rookie year, and he stepped up a little bit last year. Then you get Zach Moss from Buffalo. You're like, 
okay, we see the talent and the potential it can be. Then you have a mobile quarterback in Anthony Richardson. It's like, okay, well, since Jonathan Taylor doesn't want to get paid here, hopefully he gets paid elsewhere because we're all for letting guys getting paid. So it's unfortunate that that situation came up hand with the Colts, but, you know, best of luck to Jonathan Taylor, whatever he does moving forward. Yeah, he's amazing back. I think he's going to do well wherever wherever he goes. It's unfortunate, you know, uh, to see that happen. But, um, I mean, is Deion Jackson, do you think he's going to get the start for week one? I mean, because Zach Moss coming in, I think he had, what, a fractured – is either a broken arm or some sort of fracture on his arm, right? Yeah, he has a broken arm. Um, he, he was limited in practice the last two days, um, but he was available. So, Deion Jackson is definitely running back one for Sunday. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson, uh, obviously, coming from Florida, uh, amazing, you know, talent. I think he's got a great arm. He, he's mobile. Uh, you know, what were, what were some of your thoughts in the offseason and training camp of uh, Anthony Richardson? Oh, it was a lot of wow factors. I think he's one of those guys where it's just like he can go out there and make an amazing play. Um, of course, he got to go through his progressions and develop on all three levels, but um, you know, those those RPOs and type of up-tempo offense, well, when you run in a fast-paced offense, it's his speed. If you have to slow him down and you have to sit in the pocket and actually wait, I think that's when you're going to actually start to figure out where he's uncomfortable with. Um, he's always good on the run, you know, staying mobile and running those RPO-type designs because that's what keeps the defense guessing, and that's his strengths. So adding a guy like uh, a coach Shane Steichen to this guy, to Anthony Richardson, adding him to that offense, I think it plays up to his speed and to his tempo. Uh, like I said, but if you got to keep him in a pocket and, and he can't move around, of course it's gonna he's gonna struggle with that, and he just has to develop that because he hasn't really played football at a quarterback position uh, all his life. I think he only played like 13 snaps, so of course he still has to develop and do his own. But he has the arm strength and talent to do so. So I think being mobile and being in a Shane Steichen offense, I think especially what we've seen in training camp and preseason. I think that's really what's going to wow us moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, when I was watching him in Florida, he's got a, he's got an amazing arm. I mean, he, he can just launch rockets down the field. So if you give him time, he's going to be able to get the ball down there. Um, but I think what I'm worried about as a Jags fan is like you just said, right. His ability to, with the RPO plays, also, his his legs. If you let him get outside of the pocket, he's going to be able to extend plays. So uh, that that's kind of a, a nightmare scenario, a scenario for me as a Jags fan. We'll get into that a little bit more. We start talking about the keys uh, to the game. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a threat back there. Oh, yeah, so, super uh, threat, man. Super threat. All right, so let's jump into this, this matchup here. Uh, you know, Jags versus the Colts. We're playing in Indy historically haven't played well in Indianapolis. Uh, but then, of course, you guys going into Duval County have not had the best of luck either. So uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this game? This game is definitely a, a toss-up because it can go either way, actually. Um, I know the last time uh, we've seen you guys at Jacksonville, uh, Hurricane Dial got that strip fumble on Trevor Lawrence. That was one of those one of those moments. I think that was last year or the year before. But yeah, definitely last year, and I was like, Yes, we, we could beat the Jags here. So, you know, starting that off here at home is definitely a good look. But Duval County, like I said, uh, I say it all the time. I don't know what it is, but 
you guys at home against a rival like us, you just always have the advantage. I know a lot of Colts fans, they, they're, they're grimy and, you know, they always blame the refs or, you know, penalties and things of that nature. But I think it's just you guys play good at home and your fans back you up. I think that's all it is. You just got to go out and play football. You're going to deal with adversity no matter where you're at. But when you're playing a rival that knows you very well, it's going to be tough. And you guys known us for a, lo- a long time. And you guys smack us every time you go to Jacksonville. So I don't know what it is, but I think it's just you guys got the upper hand there. It's home field advantage for sure. Yeah, and I would say that at the complete opposite for us going into Indy, right? Like, we we haven't done historically well there. Uh, I don't know if it's the field, the turf, or whatever, the AstroTurf, but uh, didn't do well in our, what was it, the second game of last year where you guys, mm-hmm. you know, torched us with that, uh, what was it, Alec, Alec Pierce uh, touchdown catch on there. Griffin, yeah. Yeah, on Shaq Griffin, burnt toast, as I, <laughs> as I like to say. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a kind of a wild game. Um, you know, just, I think the, the, the momentum changed throughout that game. There were a lot of shifts, but you guys came away with it, which was, you know, kudos to you, but I think this game is going to be a really good one. Um, I think it could potentially be a high scoring game. I I'm going to go, I always, I'm a little conservative in, in my score estimates. We'll get, we'll get that soon, but I think it's, uh, you know, could be, you know, a battle of the defenses if the offense the offenses don't get anything together, um, but but let's go into some of the keys to the game here. Uh, I'm going to start off with Jacksonville, and then I'll I'll switch over to you. I'll we'll start offensively. I think in order for Jacksonville uh, to win this game, they're going to have to be, you know, going to Calvin Ridley in this game. I think you're going to see number one, obviously, in my opinion, wide receiver. Uh, we acquired him, you know, in the offseason with a gutsy trade there with Atlanta. Didn't know if he was going to come back, uh, but it worked out. So kudos there to to GM Trent Bulky for for taking a chance. Um, I, I I think you're going to see a lot of targets to Calvin Ridley, uh, but I think you're also going to see a lot of mixture between you know RPO and 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 going to the pass. Maybe if the run game kind of opens that up. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of Calvin Ridley. You're going to see a lot of ETN and Bigsby, you know, getting carries there. But a mixture, because I think with this Jacksonville offense, which is kind of crazy, we didn't, you know, we didn't have this so much last year. But it's just like, I feel like as a defensive coordinator, it's like a nightmare. It's like, who do you cover, right? Like you have ETN, you have Lawrence who can run and throw the ball. Then you have Ingram, you know, who who's, you know, really good tight end. You have uh, Cal, you know, Calvin Ridley and then Zay Jones and, and, um, and Christian Kirk. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think you're going to see a mixture of things, but, um, I definitely think you're going to see a lot of Calvin Ridley and, uh, and, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch, uh, for you guys, for Indianapolis, uh, what are the keys to the game for you guys? Well, we gotta, we gotta be successful on the run. No matter if it's, you know, Anthony Richardson or if it's Evan Hall or Deion Jackson or Zach Moss that's limited. I think if we can have the run game, some some type of stability there, I think that opens up the pass game because we know how good Richardson can be on his feet if he's mobile. And if we can run the game successfully, I think the RPOs opens it up and that gets our tight ends start to get more involved as well. So we got to keep you guys on the edge because we know how good you are with the pass rush, especially against Indianapolis Colts. 
Josh Allen in the first half of the season, especially last year, was wreaking havoc. Uh, so I know how he's going to charge this defense up and amp this defense up to try to contain Anthony Richardson. So I think we got to have some type of balance, and that starts off with the run game. We don't have Jonathan Taylor, so what's the best way to, you know, quiet the media than having a good run game at the beginning, especially against a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars? So I think the run game is definitely one of the keys that has to be very important for some type of stability for that offense because last year it was the worst offense in NFL history, well, in, in, in the NFL. So, you know, we got to start off at the, at the beginning, which is running the football. Yeah, I agree. I think you're going to see, I, I think you guys are going to run the ball a lot. I, um, you know, Richardson being, you know, rookie quarterback, he's going to be learning the offense. He's going to be working on his progressions. And um, I agree with you. Um, I think, you know, going into, let's, you know, go into some of the defensive keys of the game here. I'm going to start with Jacksonville would be um, containing Anthony Richardson. First of all, I mean, I think, He's not going to – I think, like I said, he's not going to know his reads as well. He may try to extend plays, get outside of the pocket, and if he does, that's going to be a disaster for Jacksonville. So we have to – the edge has to be, you know, maintaining outside contain. Like you said, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, they have to get going. They have to be, you know, making sure Richardson doesn't have any huge runs there. Um, I think also the game is going to be won in the trenches, right? Like if – we're going to minimize your run game. We're going to have to clog up the holes, you know, our interior with, uh, with Foley Fatakazi and, and Adam Gatsis and, um, you know, our, they're going to have to do work inside and, and let our linebackers get free to make tackles. So I think, um, yeah, defensively, we're going to have to do that. Also, uh, we're going to have to jam up wide receivers that you have like Michael Pitt, Michael Pittman jr. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's an amazing wide receiver and he's talented. So um, I'm looking for you guys to try to do some mismatches, make create some mismatches in the secondary. I see a lot of targets on Darius Williams, uh, that, that side, his side, um, Tyson Campbell's kind of our ace corner. So I, I, I wouldn't imagine you try to target his side a lot, but you know uh, that's what I see happening. So if we can, you know, lock up the run game, contain Anthony Richardson and, and lock down your wide receivers. I think we can, we can run away with this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, Anthony Richardson, he's a definitely a gutsy quarterback. Who's going to sail it. He's going to, he's going to throw that thing, man. We were just talking about his arm trip earlier, especially with a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. Who he hasn't had in his whole career. I think he's going to really throw the ball down the field a few times and he's a rookie. So he got to get those things out of the system and what better way to do that in week one. Um, so I'm pretty sure the film is going to show, you know, the mis- the mismatches. He's going to try it. He's going to try Alec Pierce. He's going to try Mike- Michael Pittman Jr. So I definitely agree with you on that, on that side. Uh, when it comes to, you know, setting the tone, it's definitely got to start with our edge rush for the Colts. Um, that's another key. Um, the Colts did get rid of Yannick Gakwe this offseason, and he was the highest pass rusher for the Colts with uh, pass rusher rates. Um, so he he was getting to the quarterback. Um, it wasn't sacks, but it was definitely you know putting a, a blockage or a distraction. You know the the high pressure the pressure rates was there. So you know getting rid of him that just a, a sign for Quiddy Pay to step up. Quiddy Pay, uh, top pick in the draft. You know had some ups and downs, had some injuries, and this could definitely be a, a season for him to step up. Uh, he's definitely going to be used a lot. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But if we can get the edge rushers 
to, you know, come off that edge streaming and put some pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I definitely think this could be a high score game like you predicted. And that's another key that, you know, the Colts need to do this season in general is just attack the quarterback off the edges, man. Because the edges, we got Ukubam, Samson Ukubam this offseason as well. Uh, we got Hurricane Dial coming back. Grover Stewart's here. Tyquan Lewis is coming back as well. So the, pre- the, the, the names are there. We just gotta, we just gotta make some noise. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, you know, Quiddy pay, obviously the, he's got to have a good game. Definitely talented. Um, he's going to be going up against a, a, a rookie right tackle, uh, Anton Harrison. So he might have a field day if Anton Harrison doesn't show up, you know, then you have kind of a, a third year guy there, Walker little on the other side, on the left side. So, you know, he's going to, you, you all could definitely get something going. I mean, the, kind of a Walker Little is more of a rotational player. Uh, Cam Robinson being kind of the guy over there on the left side, he gets suspended. He's out for four games. So um, Walker Little is going to have to stand up, but if they don't show up and, and pass block, you guys could have a field day, you know, on the, on the edge rush. So uh, something to look out for. Um, let's go into key matchups from there. I think that that's a good transition. Um, I'm going to start off, you know, offensively, uh, you know, or I'm going to just, you know, kind of give my two cents on some of the key matchups. I'll start offensively for Jacksonville. Um, I'm thinking Calvin Ridley versus, um, what was it, Dion Flowers, your uh, your corner over there. Um, Dallas Flowers. Or Dallas Flowers, excuse me, sorry. It's getting yeah, uh, Dion, yeah, it's getting the names mixed up, mixed up there. Um, I think that'll be one to look out for. Um, I think Calvin Ridley, if he wins those matchups, you're going to be seeing a lot of him around – the field getting targets. Um, but yeah, that was one of the key offensive matchups that I saw uh, in this game. And I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there and I'll, I'll go over to you and let, and let you talk about some of the key matchups offensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, a key matchup would be uh tight end, Kyler Granton, uh, whoever shadows uh, tight end for you guys. I think Granton's going to have a breakout here this year. Uh, he's had a very good off season, a good training camp as well. And he has some signs of flashes in the preseason. If you've seen a few plays, uh, he made some amazing grabs. And, you know, Richardson put that thing out there. So I think he's on the merge of having a good season. Uh, of course, we won't have Jelani Woods. If we had Jelani, the, Jelani Woods the tight end, I would have mentioned him. But I think Colin Granson is a receiving tight end. So I think he'll have – he's pretty much our Evan Ingram, if you wanted to use that as a comparison. So I think uh, the tight end room for the Colts, especially Granson, if he can have a great game, I think – that's definitely a key match. I've been looking forward to seeing who I was going to cover him. Okay. Okay. And how do you feel about your other tight end, Mo, Mo Ali Cox? Like, do you think he'll get some targets this, this game or? Yeah. Yeah. Mo Ali Cox is going to have to, he's going to have to step up this game. Um, it's definitely on the brink because this is an evaluation season for the Colts. Uh, I think, you know, we're trying to figure out the direction they want to go uh, this next year. A lot of contracts are coming up and Mo Ali Cox is definitely one of them for the future. Um, because, you know, a lot of Colts fans this offseason was talking about, you know, getting rid of him because he had a very bad year last year and the year before that he had a few drop, a lot of drops. So Colts fans are on the edge with him. Um, but I definitely think, you know, this year, this game he should get a lot of snaps because he's the veteran tight end. He's tight end one. Um, so we should definitely see him a lot of availability for him going into this Jaguars game. Um, hopefully he can go out there and make a play. Um, definitely he's going to be available. It's going to have a lot of snaps. So him and Grant is definitely going to be the one-two punch. All right. 
All right, well, that'll be one to look out for. Uh, let's go into defense here. I'm thinking um, my my one key matchup here would be uh, with with the, the secondary, Jacksonville secondary. So I'm going uh, Tyson Campbell versus Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a one to look out for. Two, I think you have ace wide receiver for, you, for, for Indy versus, you know, the probably the ace corner for Jacksonville. I think – That'll be one to look out for. It'll be a battle. They're going to be fighting, jammed up. I'm sure Tyson Campbell's physical, so is Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, but that'll be uh, one to look out for, an essential. Uh, I think if, if Jacksonville can shut him down, um, that may be one of the, the ways we run away with the game. What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts on that and offensive matchups as well? Oh, yeah. That that's gonna be that's gonna be one for sure. Cause I mentioned Richardson's gonna he's gonna he's gonna find Pittman Jr. I think Michael Pittman Jr. knows how important this season is for him. This is his contract year as well. So he's gonna have to go out there and make some noise if he wants to get paid. So I know I feel I feel like I have this rare feeling that, you know, when his contract evaluations for a lot of players in the NFL, they just happen to emerge and have a really good season. And I hope Michael Pittman Jr. is one of those guys. And you know, ultimate test is week one against a rival. So that's definitely going to be a matchup to look forward to seeing. And I think Michael Pittman Jr. might get the advantage there just due to height differential and his catch radius. It's definitely something to look forward to, but it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of back and forth for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then for you, offensive matchups. Uh, I mean, maybe we already covered it there, Pittman versus Campbell, or I don't know if you had another one in mind. Uh, for sure. Kenny Moore, um, you know, slot corner. I'm pretty sure is it Christian Kirk for you guys in the slot or yeah yeah that, yeah that's what I thought so Christian Kirk against Kenny Moore I know last year it was pretty flat out embarrassing with that matchup because Kirk just he he showed his money worth so you you guys got him in the off season and everybody was off the edge of what the the contract deals looked like and the whole season Kirk was just torching the league not even just the Colts the whole league so I'm pretty sure Kenny Morris had a good off season I will say this he had a good off season a good training camp. And he stepped up. So I think this is going to be the reemergence of Kenny Moore. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth as, as well for this matchup. So I'm going to go with my guy Kenny Moore for this advantage as well, just because I'm a Colts fan. I'm going to be biased. But, you know, I'm hoping to see a good season from Kenny Moore. Uh, hopefully he can step up to the play. But that's definitely going to be a good matchup. Kirk, Kirk is a dog, man. He's definitely a dog. And I will be the first to say when you guys got him, I laughed. I was like, yes, this is a waste of money. But he definitely <laughs> showed me that, no, I'm worth it. So shout out to Christian Kirk, man. Now, I, I I will admit I was cautiously optimistic as well, but he earned every penny of that contract I think last year and and proved everybody wrong. So you know I think that'll be another battle to watch out for. I think that's a that's a great call out. So um, I think you know wrapping up, let's go into score predictions. Uh, mine little conservative, and I know that I I said that the game could get away offensively if certain things happen, but. Um, I stated this in my my game preview episode. I think it's going to be twenty four to seven Jaguars. Um, I think the Jaguars may start off a little rusty, just with you know Lawrence and the starters not getting as much reps or as many reps rather in in the preseason, um, which you know is logical, I guess. Want to make sure they're not getting hurt and, and all that, but. I think, you know, he'll he'll go out of a couple of series that are bad and then he'll kind of get into a rhythm. He'll start running the ball. But I think 24 to 7 will be my score prediction. Jaguars come away with the win. What's your what's your score prediction? 
I like that. Um, I definitely spotted you guys 14 points in the other shows. Um, so I'm going to go Colts 24, 14. Uh, I think, I think we'll settle for a field goal in the opening drive. Uh, we'll just start kicking the wheels in the second half. And then, you know, I guess we just get fair luck advantage from home field. Hopefully the refs can, you know, do us something nice and get us a few penalties and, you know, just set off the tempo for the Jaguars and we get the advantage, but I'm going to go 24, 14 Colts, a good debut. The curse is broken. All hell, the mobile quarterback and Anthony Richardson. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I like. I, I think that's a that's a that's a very cool prediction there. Um, it'll be exciting, man. Regardless, uh, you know, of of the rivalry or whatever. Um, always a blast having you on. And and you know, for for those, as I said, who aren't as familiar with your channel, um, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you know, social media, podcast, etc. Yes, you can find me on Instagram. That is a very formidable. Uh, social media app that I'm always on. Uh, it's Culture Shock on Instagram, TikTok. I'm definitely on there every day as well. Um, and then you can find me on YouTube as Culture Shock. Uh, TikTok is Culture Shock. Um, but I'm definitely there on all platforms. If not, you'll find me on YouTube as well or Apple, Spotify, under the Blue Stable account. That is the secondary account for me. We do, I do two channels, so I'm definitely always active. So you can catch me on either or. Yeah, he's a hard worker. He does great content I, I mean i love your tiktok stuff man it is always uh it's always funny it's always entertaining and uh it's good stuff so uh appreciate you coming on the show again man this is always a blast we'll have to do it again uh you know maybe for the second game as well oh absolutely andrew you know where to find me uh definitely oh i wanted to mention uh i didn't start using cap cuts and things in age until i found you so you're definitely an inspiration behind some of the tiktoks i make all right well i appreciate that man um, well, hey, Sunday, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Best of luck to you. Uh, it'll be fun, and we'll have to talk about it afterwards. All righty. We'll see you, man. Let's go, Colts. All right. Go, Jags. Let me get that. Jag coming up with the big sack. Quarterbacks beware. We on the prowl. Game day, night. You could hear it in our ground. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing. Meeting other teams live on TV front of the nation. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel, so if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers.